巨実を切り裂いてそう手を仰いで飛び立ったとこしへ後悔も嫌もなく必然必然なるべくしてなる未来だそれゆえ Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fanboy Comics Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Clay. And today, you know, well, not just today, I feel like every freaking episode now, you know, other than last episode, well, no, last episode, if I'm remembering correctly, was in fact the,、uh, the Black Clover. So the one before that, which was the interview episode, which I've actually had in the can for quite some time. But anyway, I'm getting on a tangent. What I'm trying to say is that this, this podcast has really turned into a Shonen Jump manga review podcast, and I'm okay with it. I think I'm having so much fun reading these new characters, these new stories with zero expectations, you know, as of, you know, with somebody like Superman or Batman or Green Lantern or the Avengers or Black Panther or, you know, Any of those mainstream comics, you know, I expect something out of those characters. With these characters, they're brand new. I'm learning about them, I'm growing with them. And there's, there's some points where I'm like,、ah, maybe I don't like that character, but the story is still good. And there is something to that, especially near the end of this episode, you'll learn. But、uh, I, I am really enjoying this time of, you know, Covering mangas, and I don't know if I want to change the name of the podcast because Fanboy Comics Podcast just slips off the tongue so good. I just really love it.、Um, and technically, manga is a form of a comic, so I think I will keep it. But,、uh, but yeah, how are you guys doing today? And、uh, I know I can't hear you, but I hope you're all doing well.、Uh, I am.、Uh, I, for the first time in a long time, I actually. Stayed up way too late, and I actually felt really groggy waking up today. But I'm able to record before I go to work, so that is always good. It means that I don't have to stay up and record late at night, especially since tomorrow, you know, breaking the fourth wall here, I will be recording my Comic Book Legion podcast with Mark. But let's go ahead and talk about what we are going to be talking about today that being Phantom Seer chapter four and five. Kaiju number eight, chapter 12. We will be also looking at My Hero Academia, chapter 285. We are officially caught up, which is awesome. As well as My Hero Academia Vigilantes, volume seven, to end the show. And that one really surprised me. And、uh, like I said, we will get to that eventually. So let's go ahead and jump right into this with Phantom Seer number four. All right, so Phantom Seer number four. And I do want to apologize, you know, starting probably now,、um, if you hear any kind of yelling in the background, my little sister is very excited today because it is her birthday. But、um, anyway,、uh, chapter four and five of Phantom Seer, and really all everything up until volume seven, even volume seven of My Hero Academia Vigilantes was a quick read. But 
the three books that we'll be talking about beforehand, Phantom Seer, Kaiju, My Hero Academia, they were all quick reads, so I'm not expecting this to be a very long episode, but we shall see. I always tend to break about an hour on these things, even when I say, oh, it's not going to be that long. But uh, here we see that um, I always forget these guys. Uh, you know, this is a brand new book, chapter four and five, so I'm still learning these character names. Uh, it is, I believe, Iori. Is that how you... Iori is the shaman, and Riku is the girl that can sense uh, phantoms, of course. But they are on their way to meet uh, Kinma, who is a known shaman, uh, between the brother and sister, and I believe, uh, what is her name? Her name is, I always forget the sister's name, and they don't really say it all that much, but I believe Kinma says her name here recently, and it was, I'm looking really quickly, uh, no, Abetsu is, it's Abetsu, or Riku Abetsu is, is her name, but I can't remember Iori's sister's name. I know they say it in here somewhere, but I don't want to take this entire time trying to find it. But uh, the chapter is called Mirror Phantom. And so they hear about there was this uh, little boy that was in a bathroom or in a washroom or whatever. and Or not even in a washroom. It actually looks like a waiting room. And it, you know... There was a incident where somebody or something pulled the little boy into the mirror. They explain about how there is uh, these phantoms in mirrors that get very, uh, what does he call it? He says that uh, the reflections you see in the mirror is another like is a is like another world, and for that reason they think they are gods, and. He, uh, Iori, when I say he, he thinks that the little kid got a marker and was playing around with a mirror and that the phantom basically got, like, angered by that. In a sense of, like, since they are gods, oh, you're messing on my domain, blah, blah. And, you know, Iori's like, um, well, maybe there's nothing really here. Maybe I was wrong. And he turns around and the freaking phantom just shows up in the mirror. And it is so creepy because he does, they do in fact like mirror Irie, but in a very phantom-esque way. He has a huge head, eyes that look like they're bleeding. Dude, like I said, I am not into the whole scary like genre, horror genre whatsoever. But man, this is good. Like, this is very much something that I could see myself watching and legitimately having some sort of nightmare for it. But uh, it does, in fact, take uh, Kinma, uh, Irie, and Riku into the mirror uh, universe, basically. And we see Riku. She gets up. She's very confused. She sees Irie. And they're like, she's like, okay, let's go ahead and go. Uh, and let's get out of here. And that's when Irie freaking slashes her, cuts her, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? And it was a mirror phantom the entire time. And he says, because we're in a mirror world, everything is opposite. Your hair clip is on the wrong side. And 
so he does in fact uh, exercise that phantom and then we see uh, Riku and Kinma encounter Ayuri and Kinma brings out his like staff that we saw at the very end of chapter 3 but here he summons these things in chapter 5 he summons these things called uh, Tengu and apparently Riku even knows who Tengu are I don't know if it's something that is uh, well known in mangas or not so I don't know if it's something that is well known to the general public but uh, there are these like really weird like head things that have really long noses. They have legs of like birds and they have wings and they have personalities, which I think is kind of cute and funny. Uh, it looks like Kenma actually has a relationship with all three of these things, but it seems that they are pretty powerful. And the Irie that they had encountered is actually a mirror phantom as well. And when they defeat it, all of a sudden... Eerie comes up behind Riku and she just freaking takes him out, punches him right in the face, and she's like, "Another fake! Oh my god!" And he's like, uh, "Don't worry, I'm real. Uh, that hurt. Thank you." And one thing that we I did kind of gloss over is that Kinma and Irie don't have the best relationship, and Kinma even told Riku that he has hated Irie ever since they met, but uh. One of the bigger uh, mirror phantoms, uh, San Gan Kyo, actually grabs uh, Riku and like imprisons her into a mirror. And uh, it's really weird because this phantom has three faces. One that can, it says here, uh, the mirror of imagination creates the dimension and the fakes. The mirror of transference captures, uh, is the one who captured Abetso. And the mirror of reflection deflected my attack. And of course, uh, I, I, Ario, or Iori, I'm tripping up on my own words. Holy crap. Iori already tried to attack it. Uh, so he has an idea of basically having Kinma. Uh, distract or he's being the distraction while Kinma attacks the mirror that can deflect attacks and he actually destroys that mirror and then at that point that's when Iori uses the same kind I believe we saw this technique of his in chapter two when uh, we saw the like squid looking phantom in that dark room uh and how he like basically condenses his shadow or whatever um and he becomes he he looks more demon-esque i think we have seen this technique of iris before but he actually attacks the very front mirror that has captured abetso uh, or riku riku excuse me and the the glass shares the mirror shatters and that's the end of the chapter um, I, I'm, I'm still enjoying this book. Uh, like I said, some of the art, very creepy, but that's what's most appealing to this. When you have those moments of like, oh shit, I think that captures me more in this kind of story. So I'm glad that they still have those. Um, I hope that it's, I hope that it doesn't get like 
too oversaturated where I'm just like, oh, okay, that's a phantom. Keep going. I want it to be somewhat of a surprise every single time. But I'm really enjoying this book. Uh, please keep reading it so that way it doesn't get canceled like my other book that got canceled. R.I.P. freaking uh, Phantom Ghost Rider. But let's go ahead and jump into Kaiju number eight. All right. So Kaiju number eight, chapter 12. Literally nothing happens here because we ended chapter. Uh, did I say chapter eight? I mean, chapter 12. Chapter 11 actually ended with, uh, of course, uh, uh, freaking. Uh, I, uh, I remember these names. I remember these names. I remember these names. I know I do. Uh, Kafka. <laughs> uh, it ended with Kafka talking to the captain about how, you know, basically that if he the captain was telling Kafka if he doesn't straighten up if he doesn't do better then he's going to be off the defense force and of course right at that moment there was an alarm for a kaiju coming into the city so they all got into their uniforms they got into their uh, squadrons and they're going to meet up with this kaiju and there is a flashback uh, that at some point, Kafka and uh, I always forget his friend's name, but I know that they say it here because I literally just uh, read it before uh, I started recording. It is his name. His name is his name is Ichi. What's his name? Ichi. Uh. Ichikawa, sorry, uh, Ichikawa uh, and Kafka went to talk to, uh, see, I'm so bad at names, and maybe it's just because I'm a little tired still, uh, but they went to go talk to the girl, of course, that has been uh, freaking you know, that, that they saved, that he saved. So, uh, he asks, uh, Kik Kikoru, right? Kikoru? Yeah. He asks Kikoru to keep his secret because he, he lets her know. And she's kind of weirded out by the idea of him eating, excuse me, eating a kaiju. But he said, it's not exactly something that I wanted to eat. It just kind of happened. And so she says, oh, by the way, you can't tell the defense force because he was kind of getting the idea to it and hopefully they would like help him. But she's like, well, no, I think they'll just like test you. And then also, if you didn't know, most of these kaijus that, you know, they end up killing become parts of their biggest weapons. And so they're all basically stationed in this squadron, you know, watching this kaiju come at them. And the captain says, all the newbies will be in the back, and they will basically be the last line of defense. And at the end of the chapter, it seems that this kaiju has made its way to them. So they will be joining the fight in the next chapter. Um, I'm really pumped to see how Kafka will, uh, will do in this, if he's going to rely heavily on the kaiju, or if he's legitimately going to do something uh, you know, just with him being in the squadron. So it, it's still very, this one, like I said, very quick read, uh, nothing happened. 
other than the small fact that he did let Kikuro in on the secret. And I, I'm enjoying it because I, because he does get like super pumped. He says that he's super nervous, uh, but because of that, he is also really amped up. So really good read, really good art. Um, I love hearing in one of the last panels, like all of the newbies are starting to like jump off the building and like get ready for the attack. And Kafka is literally climbing down like a little child. It's super hilarious. But uh, let's go ahead and jump on to My Hero Academia, chapter 285. And this chapter was very much a chapter full of reminiscing on how Deku, here in the very, very beginning, it, it has a small little um, flashback about how if he used his quirk too many times without the proper training and without uh, knowing how to use it, and his and if his limbs were to break so many times, uh, he would completely lose the ability for those limbs. Like literally, he would just like be he would stop. Uh, like it's weird to say. I think I think more so. It, it says here. Let me just read it. He says, "I'd give you two or three more times, but if you keep injuring, getting injured like this, you may permanently lose the use of your arms." And here we see Deku using, he said he he's using the black whip, but he says here, uh, that was three flyby hits, destroy smash, Wyoming smash, St. Louis smash. And he, he's using these smashes at 100%, like one after the other. And you can clearly see that his arms are injured. And he says here, I'm getting hurt faster than I can heal. It's over if I don't focus on on defense if only those scummy heroes didn't push me to my limit and this is of course uh kinogiri or no no not kinogiri uh wow i did it again guys jesus i am i i hate myself i hate myself shinogiri is the freaking uh teleporter so I don't know why I said that. Uh, so let me just, of course, I am not, I am not just pretending like I'm wasting time in order to find these hero names or villain names. Why would I ever do that? Uh, that is not something I do on the regular. That is silly. There's no way. No way whatsoever. Shigaraki. <laughs> that is, of course, Shigaraki. Uh, you know, talking about how his body is not healing. Of course, he is learning this for the first time, while Deku has already known this about himself. So he is taking that into account with Shigaraki's body. Now, uh, he does a Texas smash and the other heroes are realizing that Deku can only do so much to keep him and Shigaraki up in the sky for so long. And this is Bakugo is letting the heroes know this. Like he says in a few minutes, he'll be dust and have his powers taken from him. Uh, you finished with that first a Todoroki. Uh, and he says, he's basically like wanting to grab both Endeavor and Todoroki and like basically do all they can to to help Deku at this point. 
And he, this is a moment, dude, I love Bakugo. And like, it's these like feel moments where I'm just like, oh, my son, why? Because right here, it, uh, we have another flashback of when Bakugo was talking to All Might. And he says, I don't want to speculate and talk about things I'm not sure of. He's the one who basically created one for all, right? Isn't it an offshoot of his power? Multiple quirks. It's the same as him. And this is Bakugo saying, he says, even if one for all is a cursed power at the same time, it's, and you see this flashback of like when Deku and Bakugo probably saw All Might for the first time. And you see All Might like has saved this woman. And you just see the excitement in both Bakugo and Deku's face. Uh, he gives them like a salute. We also see how uh, Bakugo has, was bullying Deku in high school. And he says, uh, you know, we see the flashback of Deku standing up to Bakugo saying, I'm not going to be your worthless punching bag forever. And, you know, in that quote, he also says, I'm the Deku who always does his best. And here we see Bakugo just toss freaking Endeavor. Endeavor grabs hold of Shigaraki and uses a prominence burn and it looks like it's working. It looks like he is freaking tearing up Shigaraki. But in the last moments, freaking Shigaraki uses the now in the anime it was like black and red and it looked like these like tentacles and he used it in the fight against All Might uh during the Kamino battle. Uh, but here you see it go through Endeavor's chest, through his back, uh, and it makes Endeavor fall back. And you see these, I'm going to call them tentacle things, you see them going straight for Deku. And we hear All Might's words again. At that moment, there were no thoughts. Oh, well, no, this is not This is not All Might. This is Bakugo's thoughts. He says, at that moment, there were no thoughts. And we see him using his burst to move faster. We see a quick providence of flashbacks of him bullying Deku, of Deku doing what he can to save him with that mud monster. And he says, in my head, there was no thoughts in my head or my body. It just moved on its own. And we see Bakugu get stabbed one, two, three, four times. Four times. And he saved Deku. Guys, this is literally, literally Bakugo's moment of redemption for everything he has done. Everything he has said. This is Bakugo's moment. And I swear to God, if my son dies, I'm going to riot. I'm going to I'm not going to read this book if my boy Bakugo is dead. It says 
Katsuki Bakugo Rising, next chapter, October 4th. Now, I will say that is three days for me, but that is an entire week from now for you guys to see my reaction to it, or hear my reaction to it. I'm not ready. Um, <laughs> I actually saw so many people's reaction to this. I've had conversations with people. Um, we've tried to keep it very spoiler-esque free, so that way we're not ruining it for other people. But gosh, man, it it's... Whew, I don't know if they're going to go the route of how the second movie went and Bakugo having the uh the one for all quirk. I don't know if he if Deku would legitimately do that, but we will have to wait and see. But we do have one more book to talk about, My Hero Academia Vigilantes, volume number seven. Let's go ahead and jump right into that right now. All right, so My Hero Academia Vigilantes. Like I said, this one actually surprised me. Um, it didn't really do much for the very beginning of this volume for me. Um, just the fact that uh, Knuckle Duster is still being an informant for the police, which I think is kind of cool. Uh but they are learning more about uh, the drug uh, ring of Trigger. And we are also seeing that uh, at some point uh, during this first chapter, uh, Kochi, or the Crawler, actually gets a quick glimpse at Knuckle Duster, but with like a full beard and everything. And he's like, wait, was that Master? Is Was that who I think it was? And uh, Pop is like, you need to get your head in the game. Don't worry about anything else. and Because they're getting chased by a villain. Which is kind of funny because this villain is another train. I don't know what it is with trains in Vigilante. But this is like the second or third uh, train villain. Which is really weird to, when you think about it. But it was just a really odd uh, chapter in that very first one of course we did get a small glimpse of uh, knuckle duster's daughter she's doing okay now uh she's hanging out with all those like thug guys from the very beginning of this story um but you know they they've turned out to be pretty cool people uh especially with knuckle duster kind of helping him out uh but here uh this entire story is more so about captain carrot and i was about to get really upset because, as you guys know, Captain Carrot is basically the douchebag Captain America. The douchebag All Might, really, to be completely honest. And, to my surprise, Captain Carrot actually pulled in clutch in this chapter here. And in this volume, and we will get to that, but he actually saves the three little girls, the three twin or triplets... That are in the uh, festival performance. He actually saves all three of them. And like. He is genuinely concerned about them. And. Uh, he actually gets kind of nervous. And scared of everybody like taking pictures of him. Because his like jacket and his uniform are all blown up. Because he was in civilian clothes. His jacket was all blown up. He's bleeding a little bit. He And he's like. Uh, I'm looking at my worst. And they tell him, he's like, you're worse. You've never looked so, you've never looked better. And he 
legitimately had almost an all might moment. Like legit, he he basically had an all might moment here, and we see that that speedster villain I can't remember his name, uh, but he was the one that basically got this uh, reanimated villain. Uh, to blow up. Apparently, that's how they are manufactured. They're manufactured to explode, uh, basically using them as bombs. And so he learns about, you know, Captain Celebrity's quirk a little bit. And he's like, okay, I'm going to use that to my advantage. And so we see that the detective that is on the case, I can't remember, uh, Detective uh, Sukashi, he. Uh, gets information via uh, Eraser, who actually got it from Midnight, who actually got it from Pop and Crawler. And it's so funny because Crawler actually still thinks that he is being slick. And, you know, not everybody knows who he is, but everybody knows who he is. It's, like, really, really funny, to be completely honest. Uh, So much so that the guys that are at this shop, or I don't even still know... I think it's like a recycle shop uh, that they work at. Yeah. Uh, or like, yeah, it's a recycle shop that they work at that uh, Sukachi and Eraser always meet up at for no reason. Like, legitimately, there's there could be like restaurants and what whatnot there to uh, meet at. But they keep meeting at this place where these two employees have basically just entered this like friendship or investigation, really. And them to actually laugh at the fact that that Eraser says, uh, someone gave it to Midnight, she gave it to me, uh, who, uh, you get the drift, and I also have no idea who those vigilantes might be, but like I said, everybody knows, and that's why the two guys are laughing in the background, but, um, there is actual footage of Captain, uh, Celebrity saving the triplets, it's gone viral, everybody's really excited about it, and the thing is, Captain Celebrity is actually, going to be leaving Japan, going back to the U.S. because his uh, his wife is actually uh, having a baby. And so, uh, you know, they need to get everything set up. Uh, they now learn that instead of, like, 50 people, you know, that they're going to be performing for, they're going to be performing for 50,000 people. And then... Uh, of course, they're able to get like all these celebrities basically uh, lined up to go to this performance, whether it be for uh, act- for the actual show or just like endorsing and, and giving their goodbyes to Captain Celebrity. So they're really, you know, do they're wanting to make this a really big thing for Captain Celebrity. At this point, I, st- I did have that one moment where he actually saved people. So I was like, okay, you know, he's, he's, he's technically a good guy, whatever. But, uh, we see that, uh, fat gum and, uh, Kaneko are going to be in this, uh, in this story as well. Of course, we know them from a few chapters back or a few volumes back about how they helped, uh, 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 Captain or Detective uh, uh, Tsukachi uh, with the investigation of Trigger as well. And so now they have this trio of quirk uh, quirk users, that being Fat Gum, uh, Kaneko, and now Eraserhead. 
And of course, Kaneko sees herself as some sort of comedian, and so she's always trying to be funny. Doesn't really work all that well with Eraser. And it, and it is pretty funny because she likes to go undercover and everything else. And we see like a couple instances where he's actually, where they're actually catching people. And we see, we see Eraser in like seven different disguises. It's actually hilarious. But uh, in chapter 49, uh, this goes all the way from 45 to 53. Uh, 49 is actually what starts the event. Uh, we see all of the very, very popular heroes actually do this, like, introduction-type performance. And it actually looks really cool with all of them standing there. We have uh, Ingenuum, Midnight, uh, Ryoku, uh, Best Genus, Present Mike, Miracle. Like, we have some of the biggest heroes there. And they're all doing this to, <clears throat> excuse me, to introduce uh, Captain Celebrity and all of the performers have like new uniforms, but they also have the visors uh, that Captain Celebrity has, and I think that's pretty cool. They look really cool uh, doing this performance, while Eraser, uh, Sukachi, uh, Kiniko, and Fatgum are actually storming a facility where they believe is the villain hub for Trigger. Uh, when they do this, they do actually stumble across one of the uh, explosion. Uh, villains that of course they're like oh man that was back from Christmas you know we need to take it down make sure it doesn't explode and that's when they learn how many of them are actually in the building uh, that uh, that speed uh, quirk user that speedster is actually there he is controlling everybody and he is making his way now uh, after a giant explosion in that facility you're like oh shit everybody's dead and he is making his way towards the Sky Egg of Japan where this performance is happening for Captain Celebrity. And so we have Captain Celebrity. Uh, he is, you know, he, he actually really embarrasses his own wife by uh, showing 50,000 people a really bad photo of her and the baby. And there's this really funny uh, conversation over the phone. And everybody's hearing her kind of freak out over how many people are there and how many people just saw that photo. But, uh, you know, we actually see a little bit of humility from Captain Celebrity later on. He is elsewhere inside this, I guess this sky egg is actually really famous in Japan or Tokyo. Uh, yeah, Tokyo, Japan. But uh, he is he's somewhere else in the building and he's talking to his wife he's apologizing he wasn't thinking clearly and we see a little bit of that humility and Kochi is like there he's he's wanting to find him because you know they're about to do more of the performance and that's when Kochi realizes that these monsters that he even recognizes from Christmas are storming the egg and so uh, it actually blows a hole in the glass, Kochi falls, but he's able to grab himself. And uh, there's some times where they like they draw it out, like they're like, "Oh, well, you can't do this, or this is gonna happen, or you can't do this, or this is gonna happen," and they draw it out, and so it makes it look like it's legitimately happening, but it really isn't. They're just talking about the scenario and, and they're showing it visually. And Captain Celebrity at one point uh, grabs the uh, parts of the falling building 
and he's just holding it up. And so another uh, reanimated uh, explosion, you know, monster actually has like six arms and each of his arms have like the explosion power, but he also has regeneration. So it is able, he's able to regenerate his arms as many times as he wants. And he's just beaten the crap out of Captain Celebrity. So in 51, 52, and 53, this is where we have those moments of uh, like all this, all the heroes are joining together and trying to figure out what's going on. And all, all the while when this monster, this beast is still beating the crap out of Captain Celebrity. And Captain Celebrity is still holding his own. He is legit just holding this building up and is getting walloped. But he eventually does uh, get some backup with Kochi, able to use his suction uh, ability with just his feet. And he's shooting the little repulsar things out of his hand. And there is this awesome double page splash where he is doing uh, a rapid fire. He says ultimate rapid fire combo. The crawlers shooty go blam, 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 blam. And it looks awesome. It's a really silly name, but it doesn't even matter because it legitimately just looks fucking amazing. And he's holding his own. And he's, he tells he tells Captain Celebrity, he's like, this is what I do. I keep the villain busy until a hero comes along. And Captain Celebrity, all beat up and bloody, he's like, well, that's kind of lame and uncool. But it may be the only option we've got. So hang in there. Uh, And in 52, we see the origins of uh, Captain Celebrity and his wife. And how they got together. And he actually dozes like in in his reminiscing like he dozes off. And that's when coach is like, are are you okay? Are you are you? Are you like, do I need to do anything? What's going on? And he says, uh, I'm facing down an exploding villain and I hold the lives of 50,000 civilians in my hands. I've never met a crisis quite so cut and dry, which means even an idiot like me can't get this wrong. Uh, (laughs) And coach is like, please stop explaining how terrifying this is. And this monster is about to do another huge attack. But Eraser is there to nullify the quirk and you're like good they didn't die you also see uh, best genus come out ryoku shows up and all these other villains start to to pop up and here we actually see uh best genus use like these uh fi- uh fiber what is it uh fiber cables that helps uh suspension bridges and he controls the fiber to stabilize the uh the building and this is where i actually had feels towards captain celebrity he says uh what does he say he says uh we held out and the heroes showed up he says oh yeah if we're really in the clear then boy no, Kochi, I've got a request for you. I've got uh get a message to my wife and kid. Tell them your husband and daddy is a great hero. 
And Coach is like, yeah, sure, I'll tell them. He's like, but why don't you tell them yourself? And he looks, and Captain Celebrity's not there. And he's just falling. And he says, pushing myself to the limit every last ounce of strength, that kind of thinking was never really my style, but it's not a bad feeling. Well, honey, is this going to be the thing that finally earns my praise from you? How was I... Uh, how was I doing, uh, was I dashing enough in the end? Did I deserve you as a partner? And then all of a sudden you just see coach, like reaching out for him. And like, even captain celebrity is like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck? You can't fucking fly. Like, what was your idea of coming in to grab me? And, and even coach is like, Oh crap. I didn't think of that. I'm so sorry. What are we going to do? And he, in captain celebrity grabs coachy and he just is thinking in his head. He's like, for God in heaven, heroes, anyone, save him. Forget about me. Just save Kochi. Save this brave kid. And everyone comes in clutch. Like, well, I say everybody comes in clutch, but like, everybody notices. Eraser notices, Ingenium notices, freaking Best Genius notices, and they're about to go save him. And that's when we see that evil speedster dude. He says, oh, you think, you think you're just going to go off that easily? Nah, nah, no way. And he activates the bomb in one of the uh, monsters and blows up the, you know, the, the, the part of the building that's holding it together. And the building starts to fall. It says, right here, he says... And let's have that bomber grow a few extra bodies for one last big boom. And it explodes and the building is toppling over. That is 50,000 people in there. And that is the end of Volume 7. Now, I don't know how I'm going to tackle the rest of these chapters. Just because at this point, let me actually see here. Looking at these chapters, I see that there is a total of 86 and we just finished 53. So we have 10, 20, 32. I may take them in groups of 10, just like I did with my hero. And we will cover those 10. And I might do them in separate episodes, just like I did my hero uh the the regular title and then when we catch up we can start putting it on the saturday show just like we are doing now but uh with that guys that will be the end of the show thank you so much for uh listening all the way through it wasn't as bad as the last catch-up uh which was a little over two hours uh but thank you anyway uh you know i love you guys uh thank you for having me past a thousand downloads that means so much to me i think it was really really awesome uh, we're going to aim for 2021 for another thousand. So we're going to reach 2000 downloads by the end of 2021. So let's go ahead and keep that up. Thank you so much. And hopefully, uh, you know, adding the finished lineup of my hero academia and my hero academia vigilantes will help us, uh, throw in more reviews, whether it be Dr. Stone, whether it be, uh, let's see some of the other ones that I've been interested. Um, I have been reading Aka uh, Ayakashi Triangle. We may throw that in there. Um, I have been interested in Chainsaw Man. Uh, I know that people 
like Twin Star Exorcist. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen is one that I have been wanting to get into, especially since the uh, anime is about to start up. So we'll see. We'll definitely see what we can add into the show. But with that, guys, thank you so much. And I will see you guys if today is Saturday. I will see you guys on Monday. All right. You are